Hello everybody and welcome back to Two Times the Grind. We're back at it again. It's Wednesday, my dudes. Yeah. Had to get that one in there at some point. It's just, it's been building up you inside of me. You can go the entire time of recording no. this without saying that. It was building up inside of me. I had, yeah. just had to let it out. Uh, so lovely to see you guys yet again. I hope you're having a wonderful week and I hope that this podcast brings you over the hump that is a Wednesday because we all need some love and some fun yeah. on a Wednesday because it's halfway through the week. Now, we're going to get straight into business with a coffee today we are doing another coffee uh through bean box because we did get given three in the box four. oh four was yeah, it four? four four um and we've gone with roaster's choice today so let me just let me just read this real quick for you uh bold with a real kick but polished and refined like a gentleman just like you peach this full-bodied blend of ethiopian latin beans has been a local cafe favorite for over 25 years for dark roast lovers we can't imagine a better beacon of morning light notes bold rich complex and clean a little bit like me i'd say um fantastic i i mean really cool i i literally by reading that i already have a feeling i'm gonna enjoy it because i love a bold roast yeah i love like both, a dark we both, coffee yeah we both do you you probably a little bit more than me yeah i'm gonna do a little taste test right ahead. now did you hear that yeah the asmr <laughs> that was good it wasn't as good as your first episode slurp though with the coffee yeah. um that it's is the, delicious beard, that is really hair. good make slurping you just got to you have no choice yeah um that is really good i really like that that tastes really nice it is strong uh, i think you can probably make it as strong as you want as well but that tastes pretty damn good for I, me anyway i already had my sip of it obviously i'll drink it throughout the show but the thing that's really cool about this not an ad by the way i feel like i have to say yeah, that not when, an I'm, ad. when i'm like saying something nice about someone nowadays um the thing that i really like about this and i think we talked about it last episode i just like how it's funny when you read the notes, it's just so, it's so accurate, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. it's, it is, I don't know. It is accurate. I'm sure like, that's probably not like a crazy thing. Complex. Yeah. But it I is a little know. complex, isn't it? Yeah. It is like, look at me, just OCD. Don't touch Product it. No, I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> well, I'll tell you what though, it has been uh, quite a week and a bit. Super um, week. I mean, it feels like a whole week and a bit, even though it has been only a week. Yeah. Uh, but we did have, of course, the Call of Duty League Super Week that has been happening. And although you may not have seen my face on broadcast, I have been watching very intensely. I have been basically there with the lads in the green room. We say green room, but it's basically like, you know, a call. Yeah. Uh, talking about the games, watching them. And um, boy, what a tell into the first major this Super Week has been because I feel like we've got so much information gathered now because of this Super Week. Yeah. It's very interesting now heading into the major, which is literally days away. Yeah. Um, a, I think the first day is actually on Wednesday. Yeah, it's so on Wednesday. Cool, enough, like, cool thing. You'll yeah. be able to listen to this. Before the major. Before the major. Yeah, um, that's actually that's a really good cool. prep to that's get ready really for. That's a really good it. prep. Yeah. Wow, I like that. Hopefully, we do it justice then, yeah. because hopefully we don't start chatting rubbish. I feel like <laughs> the first the super week was telling, but not telling all at the same time. Okay. Yeah. yeah. In what way? So really, like the week before a tournament, a week before a major, I always want to see like, okay, who who looks the best? Because a lot of times it's about peaking at the right time in terms of like highest level of competition, and it just looks so close to every like yeah. every team looks so close so it's telling because it's like oh wow they're i think this is one of the first times heading into like a major tournament that i'm like i could see off the top of my head six teams win it you yeah. know so telling but not telling i feel you yeah 
but then I feel like so far that's kind of been the narrative of season two so far yeah. anyways because it's i feel early. like the competition is just so much higher like the standard is so much higher than year one and i think i've said it before it's a mixture to do with i think organizations understanding what teams need and and the roles that are placed on a team and the dynamic and who works with what like it's it's no good having four absolute superstar players on your roster but they all do the same thing yeah there's no use having that you need to have a good mix mm-hmm. it, it's a really good mix with 4v4 yeah people kind of learn their lessons a little bit with the roster structure and stuff like that and then on top of that i think that part of what <laughs> part of what you're liking it's the good. coffee huh yeah part of what um the comp makes the competition so high is practice for call of duty is the most structured it's really ever been because I mean, these guys are playing, you know, when it comes to their re- their respawns, we talked about last week S&D being hard to practice, but their respawns, I mean, they're running two teams for hard points and controls mm. every day. Back in like, you know, we can go three years ago, you know, with not being in a league sense, your orgs weren't holding you to like, you need to be there to practice. You know, now it's like, I imagine it's very regulated. You have to be there on time. You have to, you know, so yeah. that's probably, I think that's speaking of, of the fact that we did speak about SND, I want to just jump straight in and like mm-hmm. completely ask you a few questions about kind of things and reiterate. Yeah. Oh. First up though, Optic Gaming. We talk about SD. We did see them play yeah. against Ultra. They did win three and one. Mm-hmm. What did you make of the SD game and the improvements? Okay. So. I'm just going to talk, we'll talk about Optics somewhat as a whole because we yeah. have a, a few teams to get through. Optics S&D game, I was impressed because heading into the week, we called them out. We said they need to be better at it. Um, I think that this week was really telling for them on why they needed to fix their search and destroy. Against Ultra, it was a little bit meh. They came out really hot, right? They won map one. I think they won like 250 to what, like 60 or something or, you know, they just crushed them. Yeah. They're on the first hard point. And then... I was concerned heading into that was their first, this is their first match the Toronto Ultra match. I was immediately concerned for their search and destroy because they were really smart. They played against Ultra on raid. They got to watch Ultra play raid and got to see their strategies. And if you go back to I think it was like the first three rounds, they counterstrated Ultra so hard. Then they just won the first three. Boom, easy first three rounds. But Ultra comes back and wins like six four. So when I the match ends, you know, they still win 3-1, which you kind of expect from them. But I was kind of like, oh, that's what I'm nervous about, yeah. you know? But I think that's also just coming back to actually the main issue for Optic. Mm-hmm. It's the mid-game adjustments yeah. that they can't make. Not, it's really yeah. hard. And I think it, you only get so far with the first few rounds. It literally is like clockwork. Yeah. You get so far in the first three rounds counter- and you do a really good job. Mm-hmm. And then they counter you and they understand what you're doing. Yeah. And there's only so far you can go on a map. Planned. But- the thing that I liked about Optic, and I said this in last week, I was hopeful that them playing back to back to back was going to be a good thing for them because can't explain it. They play against LAG, they lose map one. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. Can't can't explain it. They lose map one. <laughs> but what game? What they we still yeah. won three one. They win the SND against LAG. Yeah. Florida Mutineers. Yeah. Down lose first game. Yeah. Win game two. If they did not have the SND prep and like they're clearly working on, I know Scums put out some tweets about it. Formals yeah. talked about, you know, um, him feeling way, uh, really more confident heading into it. If they didn't put in that prep when they're down 1 0, they're in trouble. Mm-hmm. They're in a lot of trouble. And that's why the Ultra match had me scared. But then the rest of them beating LAG, beating Florida, I was like, okay, like yeah. they, they are they, heading in the right direction yeah, here. Because the exact thing that I was nervous about, they proved 
it's not necessarily a huge concern. Losing that map one, you got to win the S&D. They win the S&D. Exactly. And I think, I mean, it's only up from here, isn't it, yeah. right now for them and just building upon what they're learning. And I think they're doing it with a, you know, with great head on their shoulders. So I'm, I'm really impressed with what I saw from them. Um, We need to talk about what were the kind of, because there's so much to take in and there's yeah. so much to discuss that we need to kind of whittle it down to like a few moments a few for moments. us. And I think we have to talk about this next, but... The surprises, like the shocks that did come from Super Week. One of them that just stands out in my mind is Paris Legion. Oh, yeah. Just unbelievable. They messed my pickums up so credit, hard. Credit man. to them. They yeah, messed, I think they messed, they messed up everyone's pickums. Major credit. You know? I mean, like, I, I ain't like, I ain't mad about it. Yeah. Like, it's annoying for me with the points, but yeah. I ain't mad about it because I think any kind of underdog story for me is awesome, especially as a broadcaster. Yeah. I love feeding into the, the storylines. Any players That's stick my out job. specific for you? I mean, I've got to say... Or is it just a collective unit? It's a collective unit, but I've got to say that I think for a while, I think everyone has their eye on some of the stars and more vocal stars mm. on rosters and that's got to be Scraps. Mm. And Scraps was having quite a poor, poor few first like matches uh, of not Super Week, but the week the before, before that. And him coming into Super Week and literally just owning it. Yeah. You know, the KDs he was whip, like whipping out across all of the maps. He was doing a great job. He turned up the mm -hmm. Super Week. And I think that really did aid in his team having the best, pretty much the best week of their lives. Yeah. Um, and they phase. showed us what they can do. Yeah. Yeah. Showed how close the league really is. I mean, they came yeah. out, they beat uh, Florida. Yeah, right? they did. They beat Florida. Yeah. They beat I've all got the results yeah. up here. Yeah, go ahead. You have them up. So they, this is how their Super Week went. Um, so 3 1. They come out, they beat Florida 3 0. Oh, 3 0. Yeah. yeah, 3 0. Three, I got no points for that. <laughs> Gutted. Uh, 3 0. Mm -hmm. Sorry, there's a lot of scrolling to do. Yeah. There's a lot, of, a matches. lot of matches. And then we've got, they come out against Ultra. They beat them 3 2. Three so two. love Close. the game five. Yeah. Really cool. Got zero points for that. <laughs> Terrible. And then they bring Atlanta face to yeah. a game five and they do lose it on the S&D. Mm. And I tell you what, I was well impressed. Yeah. I, I thought for a second, oh my gosh, they're about to do this. They, they were close. They were close across, and I think in almost every game that I can think of against FaZe, it was yeah. all really tight matches, wasn't it? As a pro player, yeah. I know obviously not in Call of Duty, but you have like dabbled in, mm -hmm. you know, into what the world is like in competitive Call of Duty. How much does momentum play into a team's success, let's say in a week, especially in a league? Because obviously every single match counts, but you do have matches every day. Yeah. How much does momentum do you think genuinely play into it? Because I feel like some weeks, if a team is just not on it, they're not on it for the whole week. One week, they could be really on it and they've had a solid, solid, solid few matches and it's been great. But like, I feel it is very hot and cold per week. Yeah, I think momentum for the league matches is a little bit less of a factor. Definitely like somewhat to what you're saying, like Paris, I mean, they clearly just were ready this week, right? Um, at an event, you see momentum carry people to amazing runs, right? Through loser's bracket or winner's bracket. When you have those like day breaks, I wouldn't really say you get a massive amount of mo momentum. You do get that confidence though. You know, they came out, they beat Florida, Florida is predicted to beat anybody, you know, maybe not the favorite, but if someone picks Florida to beat FaZe or someone picked Florida heading into the season, at least, if someone picked Florida to beat, be the number one team after the season kickoff, you're like, oh yeah, like I could see that. Mm -hmm. So Paris coming out on 3-0ing, I think they just did a lot for their confidence. They're probably like, you know what, like the, everyone's thinking this team can hang and we 3 0 them, like, well, what's that say about us, you know, and then they come out, they beat uh, Ultra, same thing, you know, so... Maybe like momentum in terms of 
actual like performance i feel like for only having one match per day not necessarily as big of a factor as like a live event but definitely does a lot for your confidence it, it, it definitely does something for your momentum but just not as significant yeah okay let's talk about the second i would say the second shocking thing because it's funny now i'm looking at the results mm-hmm. like i'm looking at my pickums and just crying but now i'm looking at the results the it's actually not as shocking when you see it written down as to when you were watching it i don't know if any of you guys at home find that but sometimes you can watch games and you're shocked by the result or shocked happens, by how something went the in the games mm-hmm. but when you actually go back and look at the score you're like oh it's not that it's not that shocking however i've got to say because i did feel this at the time dallas empire although they didn't actually lose a match mm-hmm. they didn't which was kind of it feels like they did yeah. but they didn't I still feel like we saw a different side to Dallas Empire this Super Week, apart from in that final game where I truly feel like they found their final form again. Like it was, oh, here we go. We'll just turn it back on. Yeah. I, did I you wonder, feel that? I wonder how much of it's just like so early on in the game and almost just like a little bit of like shaken off. I don't want to say the nerves because they're not nervous. I mean London though. You know, but like, so they're not, they're not nervous, right? But just like shaking off those like off season rust. Almost because like, let's be honest. I I mean, you could tell me if you agree or not. The Dallas empire should not be going game five with London. Yeah. Like they shouldn't. I love you London. I do. If they go game five, if they go game five with anyone else, I'm like, Oh yeah. Like call of duty. There's a lot of game fives in call of duty. I mean, I feel like I need to give a bit more respect to London in that, in that sense. They're in a tough spot. They are in a tough spot, but I do feel like Dallas empire isn't really the team you'd expect London to be really going toe to toe with just to be perfectly honest. London. I would not be shocked if London, you know, beat a surge, take a series off Paris, you know, take Florida to a game five. But when you're talking about who you expect to be, let's be honest, one of the top three optic phase Dallas, no order, take them to a game five. And it was, it wasn't just them taking them to a game five. They lost both hard points. Yeah. And you were like, what? Like, you know, it's like, it's kind of like (laughs) that optic scenario of LAG. You're like, what? Like, what they're losing doesn't make sense. it doesn't make a hundred percent you know well, and there's the question there's the debate then and is, then did you beat did you beat did you beat it, the team or did the team beat themselves if that makes any sense like for example they're just having a really rough day yeah. or were london really that good like it's weird yeah. isn't it you've got to think about that yeah i just think dallas is coming out a little bit flat and I'm not going because I think they're. I think you can see that as the yeah. game's gone, can't because you? You can tell like, if that's the case. I mean, NY, NYSL come out firing, go up 2 0. Oh, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and then Dallas comes back, wins 3 2. Dallas, we'll talk about in a second, but Dallas plays LA, 3 0. And you're like, okay. Like, you know, it, it's just, it's a bit all over the place. I wouldn't, I, I hold Dallas to a really high standard, as I think you do. And that's why it's like, you see these game fives and you're like, whoa, that's a little concerning. Yeah. Which is why I wouldn't pick necessarily, they're not my favorite heading into the major, which was probably when you were talking about the preseason, you would have thought they would be. Yeah. So. I think um, I think it's funny because I'll tell you who is one of my favorites now. And I, I don't truly have favorites, but I mean like, pe- like teams that I'm keeping my eye mm-hmm. on and I'm very impressed with. New York is definitely one of them. Yeah. And then the fact that LAG are up in that winner's bracket, I think is tremendous. Considering last season, where they were at at this point, let alone any point in the league, were is they, just kind of crazy. Were they, they were right at the bottom yeah, of the Yeah, I was going to say, they had like, a bit right right at the bottom. bottom. I mean, credit to them. I mean, major Roster credit. changes, you know, they put a silly assault on apathy back together. World, You know, they won a world championship yep. together. I mean, put them back together. And, and then you've got Vivid, who is like yeah. an absolute 
mental genius when it comes to S and D, and like he's a Special, big playmaker. Like kind of Spe- yeah, he's, yeah. A spe- he's a specialist on mm-hmm. it. Like bring the specialist back. Here we go. Got vivid on S and D. But I, I do think that New York for me have been like the dark horse of the competition. Yeah. And I know that sounds really weird because they have Clayster yeah. on their team. But if you look at how things started this season, kickoff classic and stuff, they were thrown right into the mix against Dallas Empire. And I know we don't count kickoff classic as anything that is supposed to count, but it did count to me because yeah. it's our first taster of what these teams can do. They have been practicing for the months before since the game has come out. They have been practicing. They've known their rosters immediately. I mean, look at the fact that Clayster well, was dropped and almost immediately after he won. Right. NYSL though, the hard, the hard situation with NYSL, they did not get to play with their full roster because of visa issues as well so heading into the season like clay put out a tweet i think it was like yesterday you know saying how proud he is because of the lack of preparation that that four have at the moment compared to everybody else because they you know they're they're trying to put pieces to the puzzle together you know because are we gonna be able to play with this person are we not you know what what do we do zuma the situation zuma happens where zuma has to um bench himself essentially um you know, so the scene put it really nicely in his interview. Did he did a great interview what did, what did about he say? it. I don't think I he, see it. He 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 was so <laughs> so nice. I wish I was like, damn. I wish I was. Yeah, on wish you got to do the him. interview. Yeah. yeah. Um, he really gave all of the credit to Zuma. Yeah. Um, for you know really like allowing this to grow for mm. them in terms of their team dynamic and their chemistry that that like they they treat each other like a family and they just get each other. Um, and sheer hard work, pure hard work, like really grinding it out love the name throw it in there <laughs> and i loved hearing his perspective, his perspective on it he was it. so because like, he came in he was one of the last ones coming in mm, yeah mm-hmm. and and he yeah he basically he put it himself you know he put it all down to zuma he gave him like literally all the credit and said that's where the credit is due and how much like zuma had really helped him and yeah. that kind it's of thing. not it's not easy being a veteran player like zuma who's been successful yeah. and you know been in the limelight and have to do what he did you know admit i'm not where i want to be at because of this issue that's the bigger thing to do as well isn't it he was the bigger man and then to hear that like your perspective of what you're saying about what uh asim asim um i don't know i I know i know who he is i don't know how to pronounce pronounce it i think his actual name is asim okay but a lot of people say asim okay but to hear zuma's being that positive influence like within the org that's awesome oh he's i would never doubt clay i thought they'd be solid no matter what clay's just got that mind that call of duty winning mindset hey, look, i know right? that if i needed motivation if i was a pro player <laughs> i want clay on my team because the second you see those eyes wide open yeah. and his hair shaking Scream, a bit screaming you know oh it's yeah. going down like we're feeling it yeah the vibe is here yeah clayster was he the vibe hyped. he gets hype credit to him he does and i like that i I, I, I feed off that i don't know like it's personal preference i'm sure um because some people are just completely cold face yeah i wish but, i could i I mean, Methods. Methods this super week got the most ridiculous, no, like, clutch. You, no yeah. And cold face. Yeah. He was, oh, excuse me. He was ice. Like, ice, ice, ice. But I was like, hey, whatever works for you, man. But I was expecting, like, I was off. expecting Zinni to be, like, going nuts. Yeah. So I was like, okay. But no, no pop off. It's all just business, pure business. Um, yeah. So New York, New York for me, Dark Horse. And I'm really impressed. And I just, re- I want to see more from them. Mm-hmm. I want to see what They're they can do. They're going to get better over time. Yeah, you know they showed they showed they took um, Empire to Game Five. Yeah, which is why heading into the first major, you're like, wow, anything's really possible. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if they came out and 
had a great performance and you came you know i don't know yeah i don't i'm, I'm not sold I necessarily that leads us into the final one i want to talk about for super for week, super week mm-hmm. and that is of course the final game of super week which really messed up with a almost perfect yeah pickums day for me i was so excited i feel bad about it Why? for your pickums Why? because i had the feeling that and empire should, i should have told me. i should have told right, you it's okay hey look I went with my gut instinct for Sunday mm. and it led me so well through the first two games. I was really happy for like three hours. Yeah. It was only till then the that, end. Then the end. Yeah. Then it was only that. till the end. Bailey tried to tell me. She did. She did. <laughs> In the same she tried to tell mm-hmm. me. Um, so obviously that ended 3-0. So it was Dallas Empire versus LA Thebes. If you guys are new to Call of Duty, these, this was a very big matchup, I would say, for, for, for our spot. Super Week. Yeah, it was for the number one spot heading into the major, the first seed. Um, seeding is huge heading into majors. Any tournament, really, seeding is super important. And this one was a big one. It's the first major of the season. And it's really where you make your statement uh, in the league. And I was expecting a big game. I actually gave Thebes the win. I gave Thebes 3-2 mm. and Dallas taken two and then Thebes taken the S&D. Just based on what I'd seen from that week from Dallas Empire, just, yeah. I saw a weaker and a, uh, a weaker uh, Dallas Empire that you could definitely capitalize on. And that's not what we saw in that who match. Did, who did LA play? They played Surge and they played, was it the Ravens that they played? I'll tell you right now. Played- yeah, Ravens. Yeah, yep. okay. Mm-hmm. So... And I, Serge, yeah, right, yeah, so I get where you're coming from with why you thought maybe it'd go LA 3 2. Yeah. Because LA's 4 0. Yeah. You know? Um, and I did want to give the respect of it going to a game yeah, 5. Yeah, exactly. I think you could have been like, oh, it's going to go game 5 either way. I don't think anyone's predicting necessarily 3 0 in that, in that n- battle for the number one no. seed. 3 1 minimum. It's tough because when LA, the reason why I said I should have told you that I was concerned, yeah. LA went to game 5 with um, Surge. Yeah. And I was kind of like, mm, you know, I don't know. But it's because everyone's so close. We're like, ah, like, you know, they came out the yeah, win. Yeah, that is true. It's so, it's so Empire, hard sometimes to like, like have to like make yeah. these But like calls. you said, though, Empire, I will g- give you credit for what you're saying because Empire did look significantly like they were struggling, yeah. Yeah. you know, to go. They went to two game fives, yeah. you know, and they really could have lost on. NYSL. Who did, who did, um, who did Thieves beat last week? The week before Super Week, uh, they beat Rocker and who ooh, was it? I can't think Should of it. I, I can't think. Look? Yeah, you can go have a look. Um, <laughs> be right back. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're back. So, Thieves actually beat in the Atlanta opening weekend. They beat New York Subliners three and zero. And I think for me, when I was deciding that pickums, that final pickums. I was impressed with Thieves through the Super Week, but I feel like they didn't really have any challenges. I know Surge managed to take them to the Game 5, but I still didn't feel too... You knew they were winning. I still didn't feel like it was too much of a challenge. I feel like it was very close. Thieves by a million or something like that? Thieves by a million. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, I just didn't think think it was too much of a challenge, even with the Surge Game 5. So... Based on and like the fact Rocker. that they yeah the first week they, they beat, beat Rocker Rocker, and, Rocker beat Empire yeah so. exactly so like it's all it's all, this is the problem it's yeah. so <laughs> up in the air like you yeah. literally go either way you just yeah. don't it's very hard to look at past matches and actually pick up on it it's yeah. really difficult the the so, Rocker match was more telling to me than the NYSL match because NYSL right. okay New York came in you know that new experience right so when and it was a really close three zero it wasn't like just your average no. three zero it was no. super super close but the fact that they 
beat Rocker 3-1. Rocker yeah. goes to beat Empire. You're not wrong to think. Yeah, it's, and yeah. then you see Empire struggling in the Super Week. You're not wrong to think, I think Thieves can win this. Yeah, it's it's that was kind of my thought process on it. And it's just difficult because it just didn't go that way. Um, but like, obviously, the boys came out to play that day. That's just what happened. You know, Krim really had his smart cap on. Yeah. Um, I think Hook is the best Hook, player in the yeah, game. Yeah, Hook literally just went off. I mean, so so I don't think we give Hook that much love. Yeah, I think he's the best player in the game right now. Okay, well, like, what makes you say that? If you When you watch his screen, it is like, it's literally like perfect gameplay every single time. And if you look at the stat line and you look at, it's just he plays such a great fundamental high kill. Like he just plays his role so well. I think mean, you can yeah. name a bunch of people for who is the best player in the yeah. game. Look, it's early. But don't throw he, don't throw the stamp out he there. He plays his role perfectly, but then it goes above and beyond and does extra. And I think that is so important. Well, he's the, he in, in all the matches that they've won that I've seen, I feel like he's been the catalyst. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I, agree. I, I won't like be like I won't necessarily set throw the stamp on of like oh best player because I like to give it a little bit of time. But I think that you could easily argue he's the best. Right with now. a couple different yeah. people, you know, a couple different people on some teams for sure. Where's Dashi line up with that? Because a lot of yeah. people say that about Dashi as well. Yeah, Optic's tough. Um, I like to see the uh, Optic just kind of like I think they all just play great. Yeah. Not that Dallas doesn't, but I just think Dallas has struggled a little bit more to where like I see Hugh just really stepping it up and playing great. So I mean, I definitely think you could throw Dashi in there. I think you probably could throw a couple people in there for Optic. Yeah. You just got to wait. I just think probably after the first major and you see the stats and you, not the stats or everything, but you yeah, know. definitely. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, we also should discuss just a little bit, obviously Twitter. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of drama that always happens. Yeah. Do you, I think Twitter is always like the biggest news platform for everything to do with esports, especially Call um, of Duty. Yeah. Especially COD. It's voiced a lot. COD is very, very loud <laughs> on that social media. But obviously, we've had a little bit of drama between 100 Thieves and Empire yeah. since that 3-0 happened. And, you know, really, it was more so that Dallas, uh, a.k.a. the Orgona Hastro, you know, called out 100 Thieves um, about not being so active talking about this big game, this game that really meant a lot heading into the first major. Obviously, it was about the first seed and nothing really came about yeah. their social media. He and said like they're, quiet, they, on, they're yeah. quiet on the timeline after, before, he said before yeah. and after. There's been a lot of uh, outside parties that have got involved and yeah. had their say, but what did you make of the whole issue about um, this? Reading up on it. Yeah, you know, it's tough. It's tough to like, be a hundred percent knowledgeable because there's so many tweets flying yeah. everywhere. I like it. Like I like. Uh, okay, follow me a little bit, right? <laughs> I both like it and hate it because going back, like Hastro for Envy is trying. I think he's really trying to create a rivalry with yeah. L- with LA. And going back to like one of the first comments he ever made, I'm gonna paraphrase because I don't remember, but it's something about like a hoodie, you know, like a hoodie org talking about LA, yeah. right? I didn't like that because I don't like you know LA. That's their business model. I think Nade did a great job on um, He's on a different podcast. Uh, it's called Creator Economics. And he talked about that and he like said why he didn't take offense to it because he's like, I made 100 Thieves as an apparel brand. That's what it yeah, was that's for. Yeah, that's what it was for. So he didn't like take some offense. So I didn't like that comment. But then circling back, like I don't hate him having a little go and like having some fun. As a player, I'd hate it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But as a fan, I don't hate... You know they're playing for the number one spot, 
and I don't hate having a rivalry like in that pool. Like this is going to be that big matchup. And people just took it really serious. How would you feel? Because obviously you said as a player, you'd hate it. But as a player on the opposite side, would you hate it? Or would you hate it as both players on that team? Both. Uh, You know, I I think that people handle stuff differently. Crim isn't, I don't think Crim is like shy of social media, right? No, No, not (laughs) and and nor is like Clay, right? (laughs) Yeah. So like, I don't think he probably has a problem with like his owner going and saying, like calling out this team, right? Mm -hmm. I'm just way more of like, I want to like, be dominant but like i don't like giving people a reason an extra reason to want to beat me you've said that so many yeah times. i think that's such a good phrase though yeah. because that is so true but then again it does feel pretty good you gotta you, you gotta know when to you gotta know when to <laughs> and when not to and i don't but what about some but i guess it's like but you didn't say it no someone, yeah someone said someone it for said you it. yeah instead yeah is that I don't, still the same yeah. feeling no then? i think as a player i think they're fine. Yeah. You know, they're, you're just kind of like, it's not like you're going online no, you're as not, a player and going, Hey, you're not, you're not saying anything, you're not saying anything <laughs> stupid. Like, you know, people know it. It's about rivalries and you know, it's just creating it's that. A, fun. It's a business. Move, yeah, really. exa- exactly. And people took it really serious. I think the reason why it got taken so serious is because of what was previously said. It comes across as like the hoodie, the hoodie mm-hmm. comment. It comes across as like, I know like courage got involved into it. And he said something like, you know, you can't keep, our name out of your mouth or something like that so i think that's where the controversy came in i like as a fan i like the idea of trying to bring in a new rivalry and people it's a debate all the time of like and you can tell me how you feel people say all the time is it wrong to like force a rivalry or like do you just need to let it happen but like you know i feel like as the league's going on that la dallas matchup awesome personalities on both sides you got you know you got hastro you got nade shot you got incredible players established players winning players on both teams why can't they be the new optic versus phase not, yeah. not necessarily new but like add to it i think it is difficult isn't it because i also think like i i don't i i honestly don't blame hastro for wanting to to try and create a rivalry yeah. but i think to a degree it's more like you can't force rivalries to happen. He does. He did have some kind of ground to stand on in terms of like them being quiet about that match, mm. which I understand. Okay, fair enough. Um, but I also think that the best rivalries come from actual players because if you can feel the heat in the game between the players, it's different. Like, let's be honest. It's one so of my t- favorite it- rivalries of all time Go ahead. is Ryan Newman's spot. Oh, yeah. It's so tough now, <laughs> though. It's so tough now, though, because... You know this. I've said this to you. The yeah. scene. I'm still lost. I know. The scene really across, I think, every game. Because players have been teaming or players have teamed with so many people and players have been around for so long. And now you got like land leagues and these events. Everyone knows each other so well. That like internal rivalry just isn't really there anymore. as much anymore. Yeah. I, it's there, but it's like a low key. Is like it just people, because everyone's teamed with everyone? Yeah. Most of the time? I think like formal said something about, you know, they just they've all just known each other. For and it's like it's like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna trash talk you and then like, you know, I'll be playing you again in a month, you know, or something like that. And it's kind of like, you know, it's just that combination of people know each other too well now. Um the rivalry the rivalries are just a bit different in terms of players. I think players have very internal rivalries as in like they keep it to themselves because like look when you're when you're competitive you know this yeah stuff is going to drive you crazy but people are 
a lot less likely as players to make it vocal because it, and you know this it just seems like everyone's way more like buddy buddy compared to like what they used to be yeah right i agree i i think it, i think it's something really you can't force and you just let it happen naturally but honestly like the only rivalries i see properly happening within the call of duty league are online between the org social teams yeah which i, I like i think it's hilarious <laughs> they yeah. are fantastic yeah. i mean sometimes they go over the top and it's just like whoa I but saw, I love it. Uh, I Florida, love it. The Florida Mutineers, shout out to Uger. The Florida Mutineers social team is so good. They're I don't brilliant. know. I don't know who does it. They tweeted uh, with this whole LA, um, LA Thieves and Dallas Empire thing. They tweeted out a clip. I forget where it was from. I wish I had it on me. Um, they tweeted out. It was like a picture. And it was a bunch of people like in a circle. And they yeah. were all just like watching. And then it was like, it was all the logos, right? So yeah. every team yeah. surrounding, <laughs> like as like people. Yeah. And then it was like Empire and like Thieves, like just like they're watching them fight kind of thing. It was, I'll, oh get, I'll my get up God. on the it screen It was for so, us. so funny. Um, that is literally just like, I just love it. I, I, I love that so much. And it's so funny. So I don't have a problem with trying to create the rivalry. It just went a bit too far, you know, like Courage went in like when he went in hard he went in ham ham you know (laughs) and he's trying to defend his boys he's trying to defend his org and i I get it but i don't think like you know with what hashro is saying i think it's a lot it's just like a little bit of like fun banter where like courage came in and he just went for the jugular it was like talking about their views and their business and like all this stuff you know like so i I gotta be careful who you start heat with but like i said though i think the the issue stems with the original comment Mm -hmm. and that's why that's why it got so heated probably so quick yeah yeah i think so too anyway drama aside um maybe we do have a new rivalry in town we might do uh dallas heat 100 thieves oh i was like i was like i thought you're going into (laughs) another segment which one i thought you're going into a new segment i was like what What? we might have a new we might have a new rivalry in town um Okay, so heading away from the drama mm-hmm. of Super Week, we look into, of course, the first major, which you guys will be watching on the day the first major starts, which is really cool. Um, so let's can't, actually have can't a... Can't wait. I'm so I excited. Know. I know. I'm so, I'm so excited too. So, okay, so we've got a bracket finally. Uh, it's taken a Super Week to do it. Yeah. It's been pretty super crazy. <laughs> um, so we, of course, have our winner's bracket, which, I mean... It's stacked. The winner's bracket is looking stacked. And it's so cool now in a bracket form to have actually now seen teams really start to like fill their roles in the top four, the top five, top six spots. Whereas before we had no idea where teams would settle. And this is kind of the first tell of like our settle of our top spots, yeah, if this that is, makes this any is, sense. The major is going to be what ranks... You, yeah. you see the official ranking of yeah. where you're we putting We'll start at. to see where, where teams really start falling here. So, of course, we've got to start things off Optic versus New York Subliners. The winner of that will meet Dallas. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That is so cool. I, I love this for for one reason and one reason only. I feel like I want to see an Optic-Dallas match. And I also really want to see a New York-Dallas match. Yeah. So you can't really go wrong here. Um, I think wow. that is going to be wicked. What just do you think of that so far? First time, crazy. first one, yeah. first thing we're just, talking I'm about. Just, I just love it. I lo- you know, I love Call of Duty esports. Um, the matches, I look forward to so many matches in the I league, know, which is something because all teams are really good. Yeah, which is just something I feel like I wouldn't necessarily say. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't say that even about Halo. You know, I wouldn't say that. Yeah. I, you know, that's my esport, right? I wouldn't even say that about Halo. There's only a few. I'm like, oh, that'd be a good match. You know, but with this, I'm like, 
oh, you know, yeah. like Optic looks really yeah. good. New York's looking really good. Oh, you know, they're going to play Dallas. That's a big, ri- both playing Dallas is a big rivalry in their own right. Yeah. I feel like we talk a lot about rivalries, but there's, there's yeah, a lot, there there's is. actually a lot of cool storylines. I love the fact that these rivalries are forming not because of drama and beef like we just talked about, yeah. but because of genuine talent. Mm-hmm. Like the rivalries are forming because these teams are so good. good. And yeah. I love that. I think mm-hmm. that's the best way to form a rivalry. 100%. Um, second part of winner's bracket, we've got LA Thieves against LAG. So it's the Battle of Los Angeles yeah. straight out of the bat cool. in the major. That's cool. Really cool fighting to meet Atlanta phase. This is going to be big you, too because I'm really excited to see LAG and what they're going to do, do. Let's do some quick predictions. Yeah. Who's winning NYSL versus Optic? That's going to be really tough. Yeah. Um, I feel like a fully firing nysl team are dangerous yeah um very dangerous and i think because if they have everything down to the wire and down to a t then they're very dangerous but the fact that we know that they're still learning even just about the dynamic of their team as a whole is also extremely dangerous in terms of them going up against optic because optic are literally finessing things on their roster. Mm -hmm. It's not about genuine fundamentals anymore. It's about finessing what they're already doing and what they know. So I I have a feeling Optic will take that one. I really do. What do you think? I think Optic's the safe pick. Yeah, I think it is a safe pick. Because of NYSL's situation, look, you know that they can win it. Like with, with this whole major, I think I'll probably continue to say this as we go on in the bracket. I will not be shocked. If enough, if NYSL comes out and makes it to the finals, I'm like, yep, <laughs> yeah, you know, like I won't either. But uh, you know, I think the safe pick is Optic. Yeah. And then with the LA Thieves, I think you just gotta go Thieves. I think it's over just LAG. because New York are just so um, unknown still about like, um, what's the word? Uh, oh, can't so think about. So unknown about what? About um. <laughs> Their roster. <laughs> Let me have a sip of coffee. Did it help? I'm just getting complex, more <laughs> complex. Thank you, notes of complex <laughs> notes. Um, no, in terms of like how consistent, the yeah. consistency. Yeah, so it's very unknown. Because like, they're a new team. Yeah, it, their consistency is still quite unknown. It's still a little bit all over the place. Hell, most of our teams are as yeah. well. The consistency is not really there for any of them right now. But I think particularly New York mm. against some of the big dogs. I think they've just woken up. So I think... You're right. Optic is a safe bet there. Um, predictions for LA Thieves against LAG. Thieves. Definitely. I I think that, I think that with every single pick, I could say not definitely. Yeah. Because LAG beats Optic in a hard point. We're talking about Optic being one of the best respawn teams in the game. LAG could easily win the search and destroy. That puts them up 2-0. Or maybe they sneak a control. You know, so I I think that I will give LA Thieves the benefit of the doubt that they'll win the series. Right. But with every with every match, I'm not saying definitely. There's no. I literally don't think we'll see in the lose bracket. There isn't one match that I'm confident of being like 100. percent Oh, they got it. Yeah. Do you feel the same? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, truly, it's so difficult right now. Um, I feel like super weak, flip-flopped everywhere. It was like ping-pong. Made it it's basically ping-pong. It, it made it confusing. Card. It made it very confusing. It's really now very difficult to read into anything because 
you one week you're like oh yeah that team's s&d sucks yeah. oh my gosh next thing you know their s&d is on point and their hard point is down the drain and you're like wait what oh, so it's really tough yeah, yeah and also like they're beating people you didn't think would be or would never oh, be reference or, reference what we talked about with optic yeah you know basically they, what i just said yeah exactly like, exactly <laughs> what you just said yeah and then like you go and look at like empire like empires are like looking like they're struggling a little bit then they come out they three out thieves yeah. when they lost to rocker they lost both searches when they go game five with london they lose both hard points and you're like what you, yeah, you're just like what sense. like what yeah. is happening it's you know but then it's like okay well are they playing individual games then? yeah like that's i guess that's the question i think so what their tactics are yeah. in terms of like how they do the first line major, up against the first major the team. is going to be the test. Yeah, it is. Uh, it, well, because it's our first like bracket, so yeah. I think that's to see who be... truly is number one. Yeah. Right here. Well, we need to talk about losers. Yeah. Uh, bracket though as well because I think this is going to be interesting too because we will be seeing some, some of the teams move up, so that's going to be interesting. Seattle Surge versus Mutineers. I'll go. I'll go Mutineers. Yeah. Yeah, I think that it could go either way. I'll say it with everyone, but I, I'll go Mutineer Surge. Um, they look better. They do. They look better. They so do. I wouldn't be, you know, again, wouldn't be surprised. But I think I'll give Florida. I'll okay. give Florida the match. They'll meet Paris Legion. So I'm picking Paris. Yeah, I was gonna say I think Paris. Paris were a close shave off getting in that winners bracket. I would not. Were they actually? Yeah, they were pretty close in getting. If they in beat Phase, they could have made it to winners bracket. Wow. See, I didn't even think of that. Um, before Super Week. I would have picked Paris dead last. I'll be 100% mm, honest. Mm -hmm. After Super Week, I actually think that they are looking really good heading into the major. And I wouldn't be surprised if they made it further. Yeah. I don't think they're going to, I don't necessarily think they're a one and done, you know, play their first match, done. Yeah. They're playing Florida. If they win, they play Florida 3 Odom mm -hmm. already. Mm hmm. And, exactly. and obviously like you know if they play surge you never know as well but i think that they can get i think when when uh one of the teams either seattle or florida meet paris i think paris will win it mm. and then i think paris if they they've been gearing up all super week to take down one of the big dogs yeah. i think if they did it in this major they have a great run like oh, yeah. if they can take down like literally just the one that they meet right at the beginning getting out of that losers bracket round two they're in a good shape. They're in good shape. Uh, but it just depends who they're going to meet. That's the only mm -hmm. thing. It just depends who they will have. Um, I think best case scenario for them, they would meet LAG. Let's say LAG do meet, do manage to beat Los you Angeles. Know? Is, it con Thieves. is that confirmed or you don't, you can't, I don't know. You can't tell? I, oh, I can't okay. really tell that much. But I mean, based on like what I can see here. Okay, yeah, I see what you're looking at. So like if, yeah, if LAG it, beat Los Angeles Thieves. It just and says then, to be determined. And then atlanta phase beat lag yeah. which is quite likely then paris legion might face, face yeah. them so i think that would be their best case scenario but again very difficult for for, for that to happen and you just don't know 100 percent. man it's gonna be good uh, toronto ultra versus london royal ravens ultra yeah i i really do believe ultra will win that um like, that'd be the only one that i'm like 100 percent. oh i'd pick ultra and then it would be the battle of the north because it would be minnesota rocker that they face after that I don't know who would win that. That's a tough one. I really don't. Because Ultra, they looked good early oh, yeah, on. Oh, that's true, actually. And then I, don't Ultra, know, I don't even know if Los Angeles Gorillas would even... Who they'd play. Yeah, yeah. depends. Uh, completely depends. Ultra, Ultra Rocker is a tough one because Ultra looked really good to begin the yeah. year. And then they had a pretty rough week. Yeah, they so, did. Everyone can have a rough week. 
Yeah, but a rough week leading into a major. You're kind of, yeah. you're, ooh, that's, mm-hmm. that's scary. No, that is, you know? it is they scary. They did go 3-2, though. Like, they, you know, they yeah, lose 3-2 to is Paris. Scary. They went 3-2 to Paris. They lost. Paris goes um, to game five with FaZe. So, you know, but you know. look at a rough week for Optic Gaming with their S&D and look at them come into this week. Yeah, but Optic, like, a rough week for Optic is losing 3-2 to FaZe, mm. where they lose both S&Ds and don't look good. And then the week after... They have a little bit of a bounce back where they um, didn't look amazing against Toronto in their search. But then leading into those next two matches, down 1-0 against Florida, down 1-0 against LAG, both notably good search and destroy teams, they win the search. Yeah. So Optic, you're like, it was a bounce. I think Optic was a bounce back this week. Yeah. I really do. Because I think they... hard point has to be better for Rocker. Yeah, hard point is well, where you, they are. They are not it. doing You're well. gonna say it all year with it's, them because they're searching. It's got to be better. Mm-hmm. You've got to be able to start off strong at some point in a series, and without that hard point, I think their mentality will crumble. Because if they keep doing that time and time again, it's, it's gonna start to affect them mentally as well. Um, you can't rely. You can't rely on one game type, and that's why we're saying about optic and you know these guys that are really great at respawn. It's like you can't rely on only respawns with rocker. They do the opposite. I think they rely on their search and destroy. Mm-hmm. You're playing the best teams in the world. Yeah. And Optic Gaming could very easily beat you at any point in time in search and destroy. As yeah. much of a hard time we give them or anyone gives them, they could very easily beat you in search and destroy. And then you're down 2-0. And you're not beating them in two yeah. respawns. No, 100%. And it's really weird because I would say, I mean, hey, look, you can disagree with me, but I would say that... That Rocker team has some of the best solidified roles, I think, in the league in terms of their roster. Their roles in that roster are fantastic. Yeah. Like, they are perfect. So it's really strange, especially in a respawn when, let's be honest, the roles matter the most, I would say, in terms of lanes and okay. being able to open stuff up. The but fact the, that they can't do that is bizarre. The challenging part about competitive Call of Duty right now is that the, the role on teams is disappearing more and more because of how good of talent is coming out through yeah. the, through these ranks now. What I mean by that is I'm watching Shotzi play <laughs> against Empire or play for Empire, yeah. right? And he runs a sub. I mean, you know, he's one of the best movements, period. I played against I played against them, you know, I played against them one of the best movements, period, and Call of Duty. Immediately same kind of comments, right? I'm watching him be a sub player, go kill everyone pick up an ar and then spawn trap like like hold the lane spawn trap and it's like simp and abizi can do that like they're yeah every you know formal can do like every player just now flex players all over it's almost like every player is just that all around and it doesn't mean that there aren't still the roles yeah you know you need your formal to run to be your main ar but when you're throughout the game i feel like people are just constantly adapting and picking it up and that's because of how competitive and the skill level that's coming with it so to what you said about rocker maybe that's where they're struggling yeah. maybe they're just not maybe they're being too structured that's true in, maybe that is what it is you know I, I actually i think that's a good that's probably a good uh, evaluation of maybe what is happening and i guess also something that you need to be able to do to really finesse your D game too because let's be honest if you're stuck then in a 1v1 and you are an ar player and the other person's an smg player mm-hmm. You're in, you're in trouble, especially yeah. if there's a bomb ticking. Because if there's a bomb ticking at B somewhere in this Call of Duty He's, universe, you're in trouble if you're an AR player. You I need just, to be able to pick up a sub ASAP. I literally just thought of like people, because, and again, the role players being, 
erased in competitive Call yeah. of Duty. And the reason why I say that is because I just thought of like what to what you're saying about a player being a one on one. Yeah. Imagine like you're oh man, who's like who's an AR player that you can think of? That's like Octane. Octane, right? So he like AR, right? Dead AR. Dead mm-hmm. AR. Imagine you're like going against Simp. And it's just like this yeah. kid, you could be in a one a search and destroy one on one, or it could just be a respawn. It's like, dude, he can fly at you. He could hold the lane. He could finesse the game any way he sees fit compared to your main AR. I'll put it in quotes because obviously what we're talking about, um, you're stuck. You're almost stuck, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, it just depends. I, I don't want to be, though. I don't want to be too hard on people. Because, like, you know, we're saying Octane, right? Yeah. He can clear, obviously. Octane's one of the best. I named him because he's yeah, one of the best. exactly. But obviously, like, he can win a 1v1. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's just, like, I think that's depends why. What, just depends what range you're in, too. Mm-hmm. Just really depends on circumstances. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, the reason why I gave the example of having a bomb down is because it's there's there's a level of pressure then. There's a level of force. You have to be, like, if you're the AR player and you are on defense, you've got to defuse that bomb that's where your issue comes in let me give you an example and this will probably round out what we're like finish up what we're talking about yeah crim six 1v1 yeah la thieves yeah crim is a main ar mm-hmm. when crim 30 i think it was like 25 seconds left on the clock crim it's a 2v1 well 1v2 for crim yeah he kills one he's a main ar main ar what do you think he's gonna do like the traditional person is thinking he's looking for the kill yes what does crim do he doesn't go for the he kill. he doesn't go for the kill yeah hops on the bomb yeah, and it's doesn't like, go for the ace. Well, tell you what, actually, it was quite interesting looking at what people were saying about Temp in that situation. Temp went and checked the wing because of the call-outs. Mm-hmm. That is what a good teammate does. And a lot of people were ripping into Temp yeah. saying, he sucks, he's terrible. Didn't check the bomb. Didn't check the yeah. bomb. But yeah. the problem is when your teammates call out to you and say, he was at the wing, you are immediately going to go there first. Like that is just, it's an instinct. And also, I think he was also playing to the fact that Krim, as the main AR, would probably go for the kill as well. Krim, Krim gets a... Because he even said Krim, he wanted Krim, to. Krim gets a 3K, yeah. right? Is in a one-on-one with 30 seconds left. In your mind, you're thinking he's hunting. He is yes. hunting. He's not jumping on the bomb. And funny enough, this exact situation somewhat happened to me when I played Call of Duty. We made it to regionals. Not to make it about myself. Were you Krim or Temp in this situation? I was Temp. Uh-huh. But it went the opposite way. Okay. Hey. No, 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 no. But listen, okay. I'm not saying it to gas myself <laughs> no, up. I know. But like, we're playing. We make it to regionals. We play against Complexity. They're the number one seed. They're gonna beat us. Like yeah. everyone. I'm not even in my mind. I was hoping we beat them, but clearly, right? We play them in the search. Krim. I mean, I don't even know how many kills he ends up getting, but he's just shredding us to pieces. And some way, somehow, I end up in a one v one with him. I'm like, he's gonna, he's gonna go for the kill. Hundred percent, he's gonna go for the kill. So I just hid and didn't do anything. And I won the round, but that's why, because when he's yeah. that hot, you're like, oh, you he's know. taking the challenge. Yeah. You know? And I think, I think that's what Temp read into. And not only that, but Temp and his teammates, you got to remember this is the team game. Um, and especially outs. in this situation, you're going to have help. Yeah. Um, damned if you do, damned if you don't. And it was just funny because of how many people were ripping into Temp, but afterwards Krim tweeted saying, I wanted the I ace, wanted the oh, ace yeah. but I chose, like he, he, ooh, everything in his body, but he didn't do it. And he went for the Which win makes him a instead. Winner. And it's just smart plays. That is just reading the situation. Like, what does he think I'm going to go and do? I'll do the opposite. Yeah. And that's what S&D is about yeah. half the time. Because you can only play things so much and do the same thing over and over again where you're readable and things aren't working that's anymore. Why, that's why Crim's a winner. On that's why Crim's a winner. Yeah. Plain and simple. It, especially offense and defense. I mean, the whole thing, especially in a 1v1. 
It's all about reading. The fact that he can have a 3K and have that discipline to be like, okay, he thinks I'm going to do this. Let me yeah. go do this. Yeah. And win his team the game. I mean, that's why he's the be- like one of the best. I don't know how we got back to Super Week, but the thing is, it's so stacked full yeah. of stuff that's happened. It's just so hard. Um, but I tell you what, we're actually going to skip over Halo this week. Yeah, that's fine. I know, obviously, you did have two tournaments, but I'll tell you what, next week we'll round up and we'll talk about it all as a whole because I'm sure you'll have more. Well, no, it'll be good because it's kind of half of the season ending yes. next week. So. There we go. But we'll, we will definitely cover Halo mm-hmm. next week for all you Halo stands out there just like us. We love it. Look at Chief up in the corner. Look at him looking gorgeous up there. We got Oh, we've got another Chief here as well. Um, so I got that for winning Worlds. That's awesome. Yeah, three for three. Gave and it those two. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I mean... (laughs) But those are... Whatever. Those aren't that cool. I'm just joking. They're wicked. Those are the rings. (laughs) I was about to say Lord of the Rings. Um, But I tell you what we will talk about is something that has been highly requested is to talk about us um, and our journey together, how we met, kind of the story behind it. Obviously, Mm -hmm. our dynamic is a bit strange to everybody who's a new viewer and who doesn't know us. Um obviously i'm a i'm a host a broadcaster but i mainly host call of duty league on the desk and my lovely darling pj here better known as snakebite he is a professional halo player going on how many years now 13 Ooh, damn you're maybe old. 12 12 or 13 okay well oh oh we gotta think about this for a second how old are you <laughs> yeah 12 12 years going on 13 yeah yeah um since i, since I was 13 i'm gonna be 26 13. there so. you go so um and obviously has very much excelled in his career as a pro player um and been on some very winning teams um you've got a lot of achievements um you know in your in your kind of little file of of what you've been yeah, up to been as a, a pro been player a good, been a good couple of years been very good few years for you um, and I actually met you doing what you do best and doing what I do best, yeah. which is, I think, was where this dynamic comes in and why we work so well as a couple, but also like a partnership and yeah. with, with mixing our work too. Because I think there, I think there's a lot of people out there who are in the same industry or work together and that dynamic's really difficult for a yeah. relationship. But I don't feel that way no. about our yeah, relationship. Not, before not we, one bit. Before we get into that, let's talk about how we met. So you can, you can start with this, how we uh, met. Well... Okay, so we officially met at twenty. We officially <laughs> met at uh, twenty eighteen Worlds. Um, it was the interview, like the first time we met was we were doing an interview. But really, before that, we kind of not really met because it's like we weren't in person. But the first time I ever like spoke to you and really like kind of knew who you were was um, before Worlds. You had messaged me asking to interview me, like or not interview me. It was like a prep to interview me yeah. which immediately i respected i told you this before i respected it so much because yeah. it's something that not many people would do and i did that actually with quite a few players got on the call got on calls with them just because i was so new to the scene mm. so new to the background of what you guys had done all of you individuals teams and uh onset mark actually helped me call because yeah. I, was, I was very yeah. nervous like picking up the phone to just random protests i'd never spoken to in my life and they probably like who is this chick yeah. um so mark was great and introduced me to everybody and your phone call very much did stick out to me. Oh, you're very sweet. He was, be- he was very sweet to yeah. me. You're very nice. You were throwing hard questions at me. I know. You're I need me, like, well, because that and was losing. I was like, yeah, oh my I God. know because I needed the facts. <laughs> no, I the hard I'm facts. Yeah. And I'm sorry. No, but honestly, you know, I've told you this before. I've said it, you know, millions of, uh, not probably not millions, but a good amount of times now. You immediately had my respect. Like I didn't know you well yet, but you immediately had my respect of like what you were doing because I was like 
so like just it's such a I don't want to like be mean to people, but yeah. it's just kind of like a lost trait, like making sure you have confirmed, you know, what you're talking, that you're talking about. Yeah. Um, you know, we had our interview like already set up, I, I think at that point, obviously like mm-hmm. between three, four, three tells me on a Thursday, Friday. Was on a, oh, yeah. I got that wrong. Well, oh, I spoke to you on a Thursday and yeah, then it was on a Friday, right? Fri- the reason why I know it's Friday is just because we travel in on Thursday. Okay, like, got So you. I just, I knew it wasn't, you know. I think I called you Thursday night, the night before the interview, was it not? Because I remember being at a hotel doing it. So I maybe I, I went early. I did I go early? I don't, yeah, you probably did as talent. I don't remember. I don't remember the phone call. It was either like the week before or the week oh. of. Yeah. Or it might have oh, been the week of. Be, it had to be. I don't remember. But yeah, it's just like something that not a lot of people would do. Especially it's just uncomfortable, you know, like you said, you didn't know, you don't know people and stuff. And obviously Mark was there to help you, which is awesome because it it got you, I'm sure going into the event, you felt way more comfortable. Oh my God. Well, there was obviously the weeks before going into, going to worlds. Obviously this was a huge deal to me still is like thinking back at it. And it was my first proper, proper gig, especially doing Halo and doing a, you know, triple A title FPS game that I also grew up with too. So it meant you, a lot to you me. You worked Gfinity events. Yeah, I did. Like That's London. how I got into it. That's how you got into it. Yeah. But then this was the first, like, well, I, you I, were coming over doing, to the States for the first time, like yeah, for, for Halo. Yeah, for yeah. Halo. I was yeah. doing last chance qualifiers a lot. And then I was also doing a ton of like the European, um, you know, competitions mm-hmm. and tournaments and interviewing for it. So yeah, that's kind of like how I got into it. But I, um, I would do like a bunch of research beforehand, like a bunch of research. You still um, do to this day. Yeah, I do a lot. Actually, it's just something that I have. If I don't do it now, I just get very, very stressed out. Like I say, if I don't do it, I never don't do it. But yeah. like if I'm getting closing up no, on an res- event and I feel I always, like I'm unprepared, I, I get, appreciate, I I appreciate that about you because, you know, I'm the same way. Yeah. So. Um, but, you know, what what was interesting about that is especially the fact that I had been I had now been so well versed on the European scene. Um, I wasn't so well versed on the NA scene. Yeah, yeah, the North American scene because I just hadn't had to do it. So when I got the call that I was like, hey, Lottie, we want you to interview at Worlds. First of all, I cried. Yeah, I actually was in a nightclub, pretty sure like a bar in London with my then manager um, boss for Gfinity mm-hmm. and we were celebrating like an amazing event. Everyone, you know, loves to party after events. And he got the call from Tashi during that yeah. time. I was like, you're out with like the whole crew. Yeah. Like, the yeah whole you crew. say party, but it's like, you know, the yeah, whole crew goes whole crew. out, like get some bar. drinks, get yeah, some food. We just like you know, chill that. out. We, we sit down, chat about everything, have yeah. some drinks and just basically blow off some steam yeah. and just chat about whatever we well, want like, and relax. Working so hard throughout the weekend. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, he got the call and he brought me over to a corner and he told me, and I was like a gin and tonic in. And if anyone knows me, I'm a lightweight. I don't ever really drink any drink yeah. around people I'm comfortable with. And it's usually just one. Um, and I was already, I was already gin and tonic in and he told me and I burst into yeah. tears and this poor man, Michael Brown, he looked at me and was like, I don't know what to do with a crying girl in a club. This is, yeah. this is, I don't know what yeah. to do. And I was like, he was like, are you happy? Yeah. I was like, oh, very, yeah. very happy. Yeah. It just meant the They're world to me. Tears. Yeah. It meant the world to me. I, I, this job does mean the world to me every single day. I have to wake up and pinch myself with what I'm doing and who I'm with. Mm. Like you finding oh. you has been just the best thing ever. Um, but I remember thinking like there was no amount of research I could do online 
because I didn't know if it was fact or whether it was just kind of mm. like, you know, kind of twisted a little bit, especially yeah. with history and stuff. And I just, as an interviewer, I want to bring the best out that I can of the players. I want to make them look good. It's not about making me look good. I want to make sure that I'm getting my facts straight. I'm making them look the best that they can possibly be and come across on camera like that as well. So You're already going to look great. <laughs> oh, look at him now. He's getting all charming on me. Stop it. Making me blush. Just speaking facts. It's getting warm in here. It ain't the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that's why you know, you know, decided to actually speak to you guys mm. properly and just very quickly get a roundup of Jenny from you guys yourselves. What went on in your careers? What your backgrounds are? Who do you want to face? What I remember, I asked you, what's your best game type? Yeah. What, what do you enjoy playing? What's your worst? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I was, I was like, oh really God. like, tell me everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, just so I, like I, I could that. ask I you it, about though. it, yeah, you know, when that. it came to it, or I could keep an eye out for that and be like, oh yeah, they sucked at that. You told me that. Mm. You know, whatever it was. Um, so I remember that. We, but did a, we had a one take in a our one interview. Take interview. Mm -hmm. I remember meeting you. I remember you walking in. I was very nervous. Were you? You had a chiseled jawline. I was Thank like, you. whoa. Yeah, more, I got a beard. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we had a really great conversation. And because of that phone call, yeah, I felt like it was so easy. And I just feel like we had a natural chemistry talking to each other. Yeah. It, I don't know. I have like butterflies like thinking of it. You, you know? do. Yeah. Because it, it's funny because um, the first time we talked, like we did our entire interview in one take. And funny enough, we do the podcast all in one take. And like, it was just such a natural conversation. And I mean, you remember even like the production was like, whoa, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like we got, yeah. like we got done doing it. Like they got done doing it. And they're like, wow, like that was great. We're done. You know, like, and pe like, so when I got done with the interview, I remember like talking like Frosty about it. He asked, like, he's like, oh, you know how to like, how'd your interview go? I was like, dude, like I've never ever experienced that in my life and like it's funny it's, it's a, a halo interview you know what i mean <laughs> but it was like it was just like a natural flow of conversation that i yeah. just felt like i lacked with any anyone before you know like just yeah. i don't know like just oh, one yeah. just one I of those you. things you I know well you were the only person to ask me how my day was yeah and you that really like stuck with me so gents if you're out there and you're wondering maybe what you're doing wrong or what you need to do right he asked me a simple question so How, first, how's your day going? It was one of the first things I said, right? Like we, and that you know, we did the, the introduction. Oh yeah. yeah, that stuck with me so much. It stuck with me the whole day. I was like, wow. Remember when you told me that? I remember when you told me that. Yeah, I remember when you told me that. I was like, what? Like you know, like that. That's really like that was noticeable. Yeah, it you was. Know? Yeah, no, but I, I had so many interviews that day. No one asked me how I was. Yeah. Or how my day was. I'll take I it. I asked them. <laughs> I asked them. They didn't ask me. Yeah. I'll take no, it. I'll joking. take what I can get. Yeah, no, it really did. Stay. Just everything about you really stuck with me. Just, oh. you know, your manners, the way that you carried yourself, the way you treated me, even not knowing me. Yeah. Like, obviously, it wasn't over the top or anything, yeah. but it was just the way that you, I could just see the genuine side of you oh. straight away. And I, I really Thank liked you. that. I thought it was well, really we, refreshing. We, like, hit it off. Like, and it wasn't, like, you know, for anyone listening or watching, like, it's not, it's not like we had this interview. We didn't immediately start dating no, after no, that. No. We really became just really Good great, friends. great friends. Yeah, and it did. just kind of went yeah. from there, you know? It was but, very strange because there was absolutely, like, no flirting. No. There was nothing like that at all. It just wasn't I was like too, that. I was too nervous. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't do that. It just wasn't like yeah. that at all. We... We just remained friends and that was literally how it all began. And I remembered having to do another interview with you, obviously yeah. back 
before London, mm-hmm. before a London event where then so like I August. had, yeah, so yeah. we, it was funny. So the timeline of things, like then there was New Orleans and I actually debuted as a desk host yeah. shortly after the first, uh, first time I interviewed, even just getting into the North American scene at Worlds, I then transitioned and clutched the spot of desk host at New Orleans. Yeah. Dream come true it was so Crushed great. It. I loved every second of that. And then it continued on where I became the host for Halo throughout its life of Halo 5 with HCS uh, at live events. Um, And it was fantastic. I loved every second of it. And that's where really our friendship blossomed so much more. We were like friends, like after like Worlds, we were like, friends kind of yeah you know like it, we only had just met and then like we I remember telling you my interview bay yeah inter- I, was, I was interview bay because we did it in one take i was like yes i'll take it i'll take what i can get um no and then like nola rolled around and by that point we obviously knew each other way more and had talked like a little bit but not a lot like you know just the occasional random message when we'd post something or whatever um and then nola we got to like actually hang out more and yeah talk more not like talk talk but yeah. you know just yeah, like as, as friends we have to hang out for the first yeah. time properly because yeah. we hadn't really well, we went, to, the, we went to like the casino with a group of people we went yeah. to the casino I remember and like that. yeah and tashi took a picture of us yeah. it's one of our favorite pictures ever yeah. that he put it up we on were, the screen I'll get, i got it okay i got it this picture is probably the one first of our picture, favorite pictures yeah first picture ever really we went of to us. a halo after party mm-hmm. you know same thing we talked uh, about what was it called uh dave and busters dave and busters yeah so halo through like an after party you know they invite you for food some there's games dave and busters obviously and yeah that's where we got to hang out really yeah. for the first time we we didn't eat together because you no. hung out with all the talent crew first Mm-hmm. And then after everyone was like playing different games and stuff like yeah. that. And that's where we started like, we like saw each other and we started talking and, yeah. you know, just hanging Absolutely. out, you know, just hanging out. And then Dave and Buster like shut down because it's a Dave and Buster's and isn't lasting until who like yeah. after midnight. Yeah. And um, a bunch of us went to the casino. Yeah, absolutely. And it's still, it's funny because still at this point, still just, just completely friends, didn't even think anything yeah. of it. Um, but I think sometimes you just know you have a connection with people. And I think even with friendships, you've got to have a connection with someone yeah. to even have a friendship. Like that's just how it works. Um, it was, but, be- it was the best thing that could have happened for me because yeah. I was too nervous. I was way too nervous. I'll be, I don't care. I was I mean, way too nervous. I just, I don't really do well with stuff yeah. like that anyway. Like flowing over the top flowing and stuff just doesn't really, I just, like, it's not something I'm into. Yeah. You know what was so difficult is because like I love talking to you so much. And like when Did we, say? yeah. And like, you know, so when we hung out, like we both have said it obviously now. Yeah. Like it was, it felt like an immediate connection. Yeah. But then like I didn't want to like, it sounds like cliche, but like I didn't want to like mess it up. You know, by like yeah. being too forward after it, yeah, kind of thing. I feel you. Um, I mean, I'm away with the fairies half the time, so I don't even know what's going on in your yeah. head because I'm just like, oh, he's such so, such a nice friend. He's so yeah. cute. I like yeah. him. He's so sweet. But like, really, in my head, there was like nothing. I just, I'm very. I don't know if you'd say this, but I'm very like, what's the word? Not naive. I would oblivious. say like oblivious. Yeah, I'm oblivious to stuff like that. But I think it's in a good sense because oh, yeah. it just means it happens so naturally, yeah, and I think that's the 100%. best way to be. Um, but obviously going on from then, like post NOLA, do the, do the interview. we do, you know, we haven't, we've spoken on and off, but it's just still, again, very friend, like friendship orientated completely. Yeah. Um, 
and then we do an interview and I interview you. Remember you wearing a Space Jam t-shirt that yeah. I love because I was like, oh, I love Space Jam. Um, I remember that stuck out in my head so much. And we did an interview and the interview only took two minutes. Uh, I did it from the Gfinity like arena. Studio, yeah. And I remember we had the interview and then for some reason we just got talking again mm. and we kept talking and talking and talking and yeah. talking. And when I looked around, everyone had gone home mm. and I'd been... I had stayed two hours past my job, like two hours past, like yeah. it was like, it was like freaking nearly, nearly eight, yeah. 8 PM uh, UK time. And I was meant to leave at like six. I was like, Oh my God. And I remember saying, Oh my gosh, PJ, I'm so sorry, but like, everyone's gone home. I gotta go. I gotta go. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I felt like this immediate aloneness. Yeah. It was like, Oh my God. It was, everything was dark. I had no idea. Yeah. I didn't know your situation at the time then too. Like in terms of like how far away you live, yeah. because I 100% would have, had I known, I, know I would have it. told yeah, you I was like, a lot. Like, go. I was like she has an to, hour she and a take, bit um, away on a take, train. Yeah, on a train. Like she had to take a yeah. train. And luckily I wasn't like fighting for the last train in the night. I was yeah. like at like 11 or something. But I still was like, oh crap, yeah. you know, like not good. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I remember like thinking to myself, like, oh, I'm not done with this conversation though. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I am not done. I Like this is fun. <laughs> so... <laughs> So I was like to him, hey, PJ, do you play Fortnite? Yeah. And you were like, yeah. Um, I was obsessed with Fortnite at that would time. Would you have too. asked anything like that? Or was it like, would you? What, it, like play? Yeah. No. No, it would have no, just no, ended no. there it really, wouldn't just, it? Yeah. Um, I would have been too. We'd have just probably talked back and forth a bit. Yeah, but this think, really sparked the I think, next part. Yeah, I think like, I, I think that we just have that natural connection where I think one way or another, we would have found each other. Yeah. Like, as, again, like it sounds Aww, so cliche, but so, I do, like, so I do, I do believe it though you yeah. know yeah. but yeah um you saying that kind of like opened up the yeah. ability to continue talking and to open up the can of worms that's now become yeah. the rest of our lives <laughs> yeah well it was tough too because i remember thinking like at that point I, I like i had a crush on you 100 percent at that point Aww. because like of hanging out you and stuff okay. like that i'm just joking thanks um <laughs> but like you know like you were in london i was in new jersey i was like uh like you know hey okay. what will be will be yeah um but yeah, I remember being like, what's your game attack? Do you want to play when I get home? Yeah. Like it was, I yeah. was so excited as well. The whole train journey, I was like, yes, we're going to play. Um, And then obviously played Fortnite, played Fortnite with my brother, played Fortnite yeah. with Mark JVP. and my brother. Like it was so much fun. And mm -hmm. we did that for such a long time, like every single night almost. Yeah, it's probably like almost a month. Yeah. A month straight of yeah. playing or talking because... Yeah. It started out with like, okay, we're just playing non, I don't want to say nonstop, but mm -hmm. we're playing like every night with like me, you, Jake yeah. and Mark. And then, yeah, like, like we kind of been saying, like it just turned into a natural, like I remember one time you went to an event yeah. and like we still, I don't know how, but at some, like some way, somehow we ended up like talking on the phone. You know yeah, what I mean? I don't, know, just, I don't even know how yeah. that happened, but I think like however long, it was quite a while after playing Fortnite because yeah. it just happened so slowly and naturally. Mm -hmm. And then it was just like. I will then you just don't want to not talk to this person yeah. anymore like you want to keep the conversation going like you don't want to like say goodbye or whatever it was and then that's I feel like that's where it really started to lift off the rest is history folks we're not going to get into any more than that but yeah. I think we're about ready to wrap this thing up yeah. again for another week but we have to rate this coffee so Obviously, by Beanbox, a subscription-based package that you get monthly with some really, really cool coffees inside that you can get sampler bags of. We went with Ro Roaster's Choice this week. And I've got to say, it's probably one of my favorites we've had so far. So what are you thinking? What is your rating? What is your grind? Going to give it an eight. Oh, an eight. Yeah. Nice. Usually, I let you go first. I know but, you do. Um, I wanted you this time yeah. to go first. But eight. 
eight out of ten. I love it. You love it. It's really good. And give it a I'm nine. Not, I'm not giving anything a ten. I'm giving it a nine. Well, you're two off a ten, so don't worry. I know. I'm giving I'm saying, it a nine. Even a nine. I think it's good, but I feel like I have to know it. I'm gonna know it when I taste it. It's a nine. This is bomb. I love this. But you like a you you like a bolder coffee, so I'm not surprised that you would rank that a nine. Yeah, it's delicious. I I really love that. I think that's a fantastic coffee to wake up to. That is just my. I was about to say cup of tea, but that's 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 a phrase we use in the UK. But it's not. It's coffee. Um, it's absolutely delicious. I really love it. I can taste all of the notes. It is definitely bold, rich, and clean. I don't really know what complex tastes like, yeah. but maybe it tastes like that. So. You'll have to let us know if you do try this one with Beanbox yourself. But I tell you what, guys, that is going to do it from this week's episode. Episode three. Can you believe it, Peach? Flying by. It is flying by. The weeks are flying by. Uh, but we are having a blast talking about all things Call of Duty, Halo, coffee, and our life. And if you love it too, please do leave a like, leave a review, leave a comment, whatever you guys fancy. Uh, and we will see you very soon, only a week away. So we'll see you next Wednesday. Thanks so much and stay on the grind. Thank you.